opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect the views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Welcome in. Take my hand. Say hello to who you know and who you don't and who you can. We'll give promise to your springtime and beginnings to your ends. We'll try not to be cautious, we'll be friends. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Visibilities on April the 14th. It's uh, been quite the week. I know many of you have had, along with us here in the Mid-Atlantic region, have had very Mm -hmm. warm weather. At one point yesterday, I think Boston was at 85 degrees in April. It was pretty unheard of. Um, I think more of snow flurries in Boston in April than sunscreen. It's been quite the week. Um, I want to thank you all for joining me this evening. Larry is, of course, streaming for us which we always appreciate. And Natalie is here hosting with us. I'm going to ask the rest of you, if you would please mute until we get to a Q&A section, which we will be doing shortly. First, I have a few announcements I just want people to know about. Um, I had put out an email to the affiliates that if anyone had something, an event, any kind of a special event, a fundraiser or anything on those lines, to if they wanted to send it to me, we would be glad to announce them at the beginning of each uh, visibilities for a while. And got quite a set of responses. So I'm going to give you the April ones this, uh, this evening. The Arizona Council of the Blinds Convention is being held this weekend. It's too late to register for it, but it is being streamed on ACB Media 8. And uh, it should be, It's. I think it's, from what I've heard of it, sounds Not like tomorrow should be a good, uh, interest, very interesting presentations. And that's on ACB Media 8 tomorrow, and that's this weekend. On the 18th of this month, RSVA is having a Randolph Shepard vendor check-in. And I think it's going to be of interest, especially to all entrepreneurs, not just Randolph Shepard. Um, and everyone is welcome, of course, to it. They are going to have a special guest speaker named David Oakes, who's um, speaking on... Uh, it's called servant leadership hmm. and it's basically on communication act communications effectively with customers and recognizing changes to help you to help you and your uh, company or organization grow and that's on the 18th watch the community list for that event on the same night, April 30th, is ACB's Next Generation will be holding 
their first annual auction. And um, Mo Carpenter will be on with me next week to tell us all about that auction. And I think that should take care of announcements for right now. We uh, have a few more uh, that I will, if we have time at the end, I'll put, I'll add in. If not, we will definitely have them next week for you at the beginning of visibilities. So, moving on to tonight's call, uh, we will do our new fun feature at the end of the call. But right now, we're going to talk with the vice chair of the Constitution, ACB's Constitution and Bylaws Committee, and one of the members of that committee, and they are Maria Hansen and Jeff Tom. And there's some changes that are taking place this year with us being hybrid to uh, as far as submitting potential amendments. Um, well, they will tell us all about it. So I'm going to stop. And Maria, welcome. Thank you. And by the way, yesterday, the temperature did hit 90 degrees in Central Park. So Did it? Oh, yeah, my today, I thought it was at least 88. It might have got so a little too hot. Uh, <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, I'm the vice chair again this year uh, on the committee. And um, there was a lot of feedback last year about um, the hybrid convention and about the length of the conference and convention. And so one of the things that um, we really want to do is respond to that concern and see what we can do to kind of streamline um, events um, and make things progress more smoothly. So some changes we're looking at are, you know, non-controversial. And some are a little more complicated uh, just to figure out how um, we could implement them or, put well, put them up for a vote to see what the membership thinks. Um, one of the proposals is uh, to increase the number of uh, votes or raised hand, whatever, uh, required to require a record vote on an issue to increase that number from 25 to 50. And I, I, I'm sorry, you know, one thing with the headphones is you hear you constantly hear who's coming and going and the meeting is a little distracting. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, with more people being able to participate um, in the conference and convention because uh, we're adding people who are attending via Zoom, um, it just seems that that number should be increased to, to 50 um, so that uh, is one issue. There are some other just little uh, bookkeeping things. But the one issue 
that we're working on and just trying to figure out um, the language and to make it as the proposal is uh, understandable as possible is uh, possibly proposing ranked cho not ranked choice necessary plurality votes a better term for it for director positions on the board not the officer positions and also for the elected members of the board of publication and the thinking behind this is when you're considering officer positions uh, there are definitely certain skills that are required for various officer positions they're not the legal term is fungible they're not interchangeable um and when you're voting for officers as we are this year uh those uh should uh be very distinct but when it's a director position and uh and and a bot position um those we're hoping could all be voted on on a single ballot and uh, with plurality voting and we do have this with gtui the candidates receiving the highest number of votes will be the ones elected to those open seats so if if you say on um for directors there are five uh director slots that will be up for election next year and if you have seven candidates the uh five candidates with the highest number of votes will fill those positions and That's something i have felt for decades we needed to fix <laughs> yeah it's just uh you know it, it just simplifies everything and if there are any uh partial i'm using the term partial terms um in addition you know maybe there's a, an additional seat um available that for some reason that seat's becoming vacant then so there's seven candidates but six seats in that case and one of them is the partial term so the six people with getting the highest number of votes will fill those seats but out of those six the one with the lowest number of votes will fill the partial term um and we're trying to and it's pretty straightforward with um the individual vote with vote now i mean but where it gets complicated is the affiliate vote and just all the math and how to make this understandable um so th that's i think the most uh sticky item at the moment and, and then there are things that we're thinking about um like possibly a filing deadline you know that that things should not be left to the last minute that um if a person is going to be running that 
their uh, candidacy should uh, be announced and submitted early, you know, so not necessarily uh, people, you know, unless there's extreme, you know, unusual, unforeseen circumstances, but not um, running from the floor. Um, you know, this is just things being considered, you know, it's not finalized yet what will be said. Well, and this way, too, if you file ahead of time, then uh, you'll be able to participate in the candidate forums. Maybe some people don't want to, but, uh, you know, if the membership should get have the opportunity to know what your positions are. Um, and it, 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 in a way, it's a disservice to the membership to leave this to the last minute. If people we really need to encourage people to run who who want to run to do this ahead of time you know in municipal elections anywhere else there are filing deadlines um and so th that you know some people are wedded to an old procedure you know of <clears throat> but you know these these are things to consider. And again, we're trying to streamline um, the uh, convention as, as much as possible. And there are other um, minor elements, but these, these are the toughest um, things that um, we'd like to uh, present to the membership. So and Jeff, I was going to say, do you have anything to add? Yeah, yeah the, sort of the way we sort of have envisioned this filing deadline working. First, it wouldn't uh, work for officers; yes. it would be for no. directors again and board of publications. And part of the reason you don't want this sort of requirement for officers is, um, let's say that uh, you know a couple people ran for I don't know first vice president. And you might want one of those people who lost to mm -hmm. run for second vice president or secretary or whatever. Um, and, and so you might want them to run twice for a different position. Um, so, but but we've sort of envisioned this requirement if we adopt it as probably not more than a 30 day sort of thing ahead of the start of the convention. Mm -hmm. and. Um, the way it would work is if you wanted to be presented at the nominating committee, or if you didn't make it through the nominating committee, if you wanted to be presented on the floor, you would have to, all you'd have to do is whatever, whatever, you know, implementation, implementing requirement we would put in the provision for notification, you'd have to have met this notification requirement. And then you could try to be nominated in the nominating committee. And if you didn't get it, you could be nominated from the floor, just like you always uh, can under the current uh, requirements of our Constitution. So it just it just uh, it, it helps not only ensure that people are thinking about uh, running in advance, and it also helps 
planning the convention somewhat because you'll have a better idea of how many mm -hmm. uh, potential elections if you if you put together both this requirement that we're considering on um having directors on one ballot plus uh you have a requirement for a deadline ahead of time that's going to really help you determine uh help you shorten the election process yeah it definitely it, it definitely would the um question that i have is if let's say we have a situation where Jeff Tom decides that he's going to run for first vice president of ACB. And Jeff is currently on the board. Now, that's going to create an additional election. And Jeff wins, of course. Uh, then that's going to create an additional election during, for instance, this year, when we ordinarily would not be voting for, on, a, uh, on a board member's position. And has so, that been looked at? Yeah. Well, obviously, um, if we had to, um, obviously, this would, you know, have to have an exception to the filing requirement. But if it have, let let's say we had adopted the, you know, one ballot requirement for directors um, in a year where we didn't didn't have elect electors being uh directors being elected <laughs> excuse me you can't tongue twister there in a year where we didn't have them being elected we would just have to have a special director election for that one position and obviously anybody would be able to run from the floor because there wouldn't yeah. even be any way to have yeah you know realized right. ahead of time that the election was going to be held right yeah. So that, but then that would add into the yeah. election process. And and just to just to clarify a little on how the delegate vote would work, and we're still working out the details. But if you had one ballot, and your state had well, at first for an individual, obviously an individual, if there were five positions available, you would vote five times, just like sometimes when you're voting for like your board of education or your city council or whatever they they say you can vote up to three well in this case you could vote up to five five times so for the delegate vote you would have if your state had five votes then you would have the number of votes that you're allowed which is five times five which is the number of positions so you could cast a total of 25 votes no, you lost me. Well, because you have five positions. So you, if your state has five delegate votes, you have to have the number of delegate votes multiplied by the number of positions being elected so that your total delegate votes that you would cast would be, you know, five. Ah, yes, yes. Now it makes sense. I'm thinking. 25, yeah. yeah because yeah. of each position has having five votes. Right. So, and but we're working then, out the details. But of then, to keep on the it other, on the other hand, with those votes, you can not give any one candidate more than 
five votes, you can't accumulate the votes. That's right. You can't, but what you can do is you can choose if you've got five up to like as as it always says, up to three people or yes. up to five people. Mm-hmm. You could just cast your X number of votes per affiliate for the affiliate for one or two people, or it, mm. you wouldn't have to, you would not have to come up with five. Well, no, if, you couldn't give you anyone only... more than five. You right. don't have to vote all your votes. If you want to throw them away. Yes, that's what I'm that's saying. That's fine. You can, because it, it says you may vote under the yes. DC code. Yes. And yeah, but, and, that's, and that's not really throwing them away in in reality, what that does is that still gives your candidate a bit of an edge. And there are some have. affiliates the last couple of years, particularly some state affiliates for the last couple of years that haven't participated in the affiliate vote, even though the states are called. Um, yeah, that's there's true. been a couple, so... Um, um, and we will certainly, once the language is finalized, we'll certainly we're we're simplifying it uh, to make it uh, easy to understand and easy to interpret. So you know we will be publishing the language. We'll have you know call community calls on this and some of the other proposals, the ones that we finally decide to present. So, you know, we're, and this will happen pretty quickly. So you people will be able to understand these proposals by the time uh, we're ready to vote on them. Uh, and remember the, the discussion of these, the debate, the actual mm-hmm. debate on constitutional amendments will be prior. occurring huh. June 23rd yes. before we go to Schomburg. Oh, okay. Um, that's that one, that Friday evening. Yeah. yeah. The vote doesn't occur. It's they all have to be voted on by record by roll call vote. Um, but that doesn't occur until the sixth of July. Um, uh, you'll you'll we'll have the individual vote using vote now, and we'll have the delegate vote the way we you know have traditionally done the last year or two. Right. Uh, right. So uh, and that will occur on the final what's essentially the final day of the convention i I guess and that discussion in june then everybody's going to be on zoom um and in some ways that's going to be less complicated than having some people on the floor I mean, there'll be some of that during the in-person part, but here, you know, it's like who's on the floor and who's on the on Zoom that can be complicated. The other thing that we have to do, we're trying to streamline too, is proposed amendments. Again, you don't want these things the last minute once people... Um, are at convention that that people are coming up with new proposed amendments. We like to have, you know, have dates where this has to be submitted, like say thirty days prior. Um, at to this the open. Mm-hmm. at this point in time, 
is there a deadline for submission of of potential amendments for this year's convention? Huh. Uh, I've been so busy uh, thinking of (laughs) amendments. I don't think there is technically, Uh, and I could be wrong, uh, I don't think there is technically a prohibition against uh, submitting amendments at any point prior to the convention. but unlike resolutions where there is a 60-day deadline prior to the convention unless you know circumstances are Mm -hmm. uh such that one could not have uh realized that the resolution would be the the topic of the resolution would come up right all right so if someone does want to submit a, a proposed amendment how does one do that at this point? I would think they'd have to submit it in writing to John right. as chair. To, to uh, John McCann as yeah, chair. Of um, the Constitution Bylaws Committee. Yeah, and I know I he had talked, uh, there, there's something about what kind of form was it, an ASCII and... Uh, <laughs> You know, probably an electronic submission would probably be good and uh, whatever. But, you know, a lot of the discussion is going to, as Jeff mentioned, uh, be occurring on June 23rd. But I do think if someone has a proposal that they would like to send that they Mm -hmm. just like a resolution. I'm being Mm -hmm. a little presumptuous here, Mm -hmm. but. Um, just like people on the resolutions committee uh, would prop would help you with resolutions, I would certainly hope, and I know I would, uh, if someone came to me and said they wanted to help in crafting something, yes. I help write it. I don't even always agree with it, mm-hmm. but I help write it. I mean, people have people. I think uh, the membership has a right to have their proposals yes. heard, uh, and so I've always been willing to help out in that regard and i think that's some of the wording um from one of our meetings that when submitted that uh, this will is going to be presented uh, you know to the membership you know if somebody submits a, a proposed amendment that you know it, even if you disagree with it doesn't matter you it's you put it out there and yes. even if the committee disagrees with it yes they yeah, can have a do not yeah. pass recommendation if they yeah choose. yeah it still has to go out. we do have a couple of people with raised hands so how about taking a couple of questions sure mm-hmm. all right the first one is jane perry Jane, where did you go? <laughs> Jane, you are still muted. Not sure what happened to she Jane. She actually just lowered her hand. There she is. There's- I'm sorry. I hit the buttons by mistake. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't have- oh, yeah. No problem. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> All right, then. Um, and we'll move on to Roberta. 
You can uh, unmute. Hi. Um, Hi. I, I have two questions, if I can remember them. The first is, <laughs> I'm curious what the actual bylaws say regarding vacancies on the board of directors. And I'm not remembering what my second question was. Well, if there's one, and Maria, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's my re recollection that if there is a vacancy that comes between conventions, um, the president can, but is not required to fill it with the approval of the board. Okay. And that to me sounds, uh, I, I mean, that's according to the nonprofit code. That, that procedure so I, I guess i it sounds logical i mean i haven't read the section but i i'm pretty sure that sounds like the way it would run i know so, as an example uh it was decided by the board that we would when when ray campbell moved up automatically to become mm -hmm, first vice president yeah. um it was decided that we would not fill the position of second vice president in large part because you know we're going to have officer elections in a couple yeah. months and okay. under the dc code too if a vacancy is filled by appointment like that that's only until the next election you know Correct. it's partial term and then the membership has the right to vote uh, on who should be in that position at that point. All right. And okay. Jane, you've got your hand up again. I'm just wondering if that's by And accident. if Roberta had, remembers her other question. We'll, uh, yes, uh, Roberta. I'll raise my hand again if I really okay. I'm not sure what Jane's doing. Jane, you're muted and your hand is up. So Did she say she was testing? I, I don't hear. either. Just oh, regard yeah. me tonight. I'm acting foolish. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have a question? She said, I, th I don't think so. I don't think so. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. I will lower your hand. There we go. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you both, Maria and Jeff. Oh, you're and if anybody does come up with any additional questions, please feel free to raise your hand. Okay. Um, but we also have a couple. We, we've we pulled them both in for two additional reasons. For additional reasons. And again, um, Maria, if you'd like to go first. Tell us what's going on in GDUI and what's going to be going on with convention and what your current plans are for okay. guide dog users for this year. Yep. This year we will have a suite at convention. Um, we're going to have several of our sessions in the uh, Zoom only uh, portion right. in June. And then we'll have a couple during the physical part of the convention. So what we're planning on doing is um, on 
uh, Thursday, June 22nd, we're going to again have a double session with the Guide Dog School updates. And last year, it was amazing. It was the first time we did a double session. People had asked for that for a long time. And we had 14 Guide Dog Schools that took part in this presentation, one of them being a Canadian school. So that's going to be on Thursday. It'll start at um, 1130 Central Time and go to uh, 215. Uh, On Friday, June 23rd, also starting at 1130 a.m., just a single session, it'll be Dr. Alexander Vanderwart from the Animal Medical Center in New York, and she's the department head for canine ophthalmology. And she's going to be talking about um, eye conditions with dogs, etc. And she's also the person um, that runs the AGVO service dog eye exam uh, events there with the Animal Medical Center. Then on Saturday, the 24th at 11.30 a.m., we're going to have a presentation, and this time be from uh, Leader Dogs, and it's on the unique matching process of dog and handler. And I think that's going to be pretty interesting. In particular, uh, the school, so many people are waiting for successor dogs right now because uh, a lot of the uh, processes were closed during COVID, especially the early days. And in fact, uh, some of the schools cut back on breeding, et cetera. So people are anxious, people are waiting and wondering why don't they aren't being called with the match. Um, so I think that'll be a good presentation. Then during con- uh, Sh- the Schomburg portion of the convention on July 4th, Fourth, two thirty in the afternoon. Uh, Vicky Kennedy is going to be presenting, and let me get her title if I can find it. Uh, the last thing. Um, well, she she has a terrific title, but it's like uh, traveling across the big pond to Hawaiian paradise with your guide dog. Uh, she's been a longtime resident of Hawaii. She gets her dogs from California. And uh, she's so excited. This is going to be her first convention. And um, she's really excited uh, to talk to people what they need to do to get in and out of Hawaii with their guide dogs. Um, and then our last uh, session will be Wednesday the 5th. Um, we have our lunch luncheon and we're going to follow that with a wrap up uh, which will be awards plus um the drawings you, you know every year we have the beautiful plush guide dogs in leather harnesses handmade oh yes by that and we have three dogs again this year that are really hoping for a wonderful forever home we have a black lab a german shepherd and i can't remember if it's a yellow lab or golden um and these harnesses are so beautiful that the the woman makes so that'll be the drawing and those tick 
practice, by the way, just think three, five, seven, ten in progression. Three tickets for five bucks, seven tickets for uh, ten bucks. Um, and then the final thing, and we did this last year, was the blessing of the animals. This will be pre-recorded. So this will be uh, advertised ahead of time. And if you want a blessing for a dog that's passed across the Rainbow Bridge, or if your dog has retired, has illnesses, and not just blessings for the animals, but um, also you know, for people, maybe for puppy raisers, whatever. And Laurel, Jean, and Audrey do this presentation. Laurel is just a fabulous um, piano, you know, musician. And she does musicians. They ring the bell when they announce the names of the dogs and uh, each dog, whatever. Yeah, that's, and a, that's a lovely service. It, apparently, last year, people were very, very touched with that. And I'm so glad that they agreed uh, to do that again. So that's GGI. I think it's going to be a good convention. It is a little tricky, you know, doing it both ways. And and by, by the way, Vicki... Vicki Kennedy, who's doing the uh, Hawaii presentation, that's going to be a hybrid. Um, I think the wrap-up GGI is going to be a Zoom only. I, I'm a little confused on all of this, you know, how everything works. But I hope to see people in Schaumburg. Absolutely. Well, thank you. And I think it's time for everybody to start there i know every year i always do this i start my own personal calendar of events <laughs> so that you have things oh, yeah. on it so that you um at least have some idea uh of what you want to get to and when you end up with three things at the same time i'm trying to Okay, I'm sorry. Um, somebody's unmuted. That's making a lot of background noise. If you could please either mute or do away with background noise would be very helpful. Thank you. Well, uh, I will it's, say it's time for the calendar for personal calendars of events, and this is a good opportunity to know about something, put it on your own calendar. So that when you, uh, when we, you know, get further into this and every, and we're registering for this, that, and the other thing, um, we have at least some idea of our absolute don't want to miss item, uh, event, events. Mm -hmm. And I thank you very much. Oh, um, welcome. I do notice Jamaica has her hand raised. Jamaica, good evening. Good evening. Good evening. I have a quick question about the the one of the one of the bylaw changes that that's being thought about for the um for the convention about fifth about fifty members being a part of a a part of a bylaw change. And I just wanted a little bit more clarification clarification about that because I just. Uh, found out that my chapter has lost a member of of the chapter uh, that that I am a part of. So I wanted to know a little bit more information about that. 
I think it's a bit of a mix-up there, Jamaica. What they're referring to is in order to call for a record vote. If okay. If people are disagreeing that that it was too close okay. a vote, that kind of thing, you have there's currently Jeff or uh, Maria. You can explain it probably yeah. better than I. But there's currently twenty five okay. people can stand to uh, to have the vote reconsidered. Yeah. And um, okay, and that's what that's about is yeah. making that instead of twenty five, making it fifty. Okay. Okay. Thank you. That's all. That's all I needed to know. Thanks. Good. Thank you. All right. Now, Mr. Tom, I thank you, Maria. Oh, Let you're welcome. That in. And um, anybody does have any other questions, you are welcome to raise your hand. And Jeff, if you would like to give us a bit of a what's going on with the Alliance on Aging and Vision Loss. Yeah, before I do, one thing we are doing this year, and, and they may have mentioned it at the last visibilities, I, I was I was actually in Maui at the time, so I have to say I didn't. Ah. <laughs> Truth comes out now. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. So anyway, uh, one thing we are doing this year, uh, because it does not take any kind of a constitutional change um, relating to that roll call, if we have a and all the resolutions will be voted on voice vote over Zoom. So there'll be, you know, everybody will raise their Zoom hands on one or the other. And if the losing side, whether it's the passing side or the failing side, but whatever the losing side is, has less than 25 members, then the president will automatically say that it is either passed or failed. There's no reason to call. And the rules, if the, if we adopt these rules, are going to say that there's no reason to ask for 25 people if less than 25 don't vote in the in the way that loses. So that will potentially cut a few minutes off of uh, some yeah. of our Zoom votes on resolutions. Yes, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. So and next year, of course, if we were to adopt this requirement. It would take 50 people on the losing side. So, you know, and, and one of the things too that we ought to mention is we hope that more and more individuals will vote every year. Now that you have the option to vote over Zoom um, and then to cast remote votes by vote now when it's a, a roll call type vote, record vote, we hope. You know, I don't know what the percentage is right now. I think it's under 10% somewhere. I'd love to see it, you know, be 20% or 25% or whatever. I mean, that's what democracy is all about, is having members vote. So I urge you to take advantage of the opportunity. Okay, so um, AVL. So I know, and I wish I knew the final outcome but i don't we, we were we were uh looking into possibly having a little fun event and, I, and since i don't know for sure whether we're having it i won't uh you know discuss it you know specifically but having a fun event prior to um when we get to schaumburg during that uh week of the 21st 22nd in there um so uh 
but our events at Schaumburg during the in during the hybrid portion will only be um in person um in in part that had to do with some of the specifications yeah. uh, of the for our speakers so um we're we're having on Sunday the 2nd of July in the afternoon we are having our lunch that we usually do and we're following that we're going to have um speaker from the uh Chicago area Alzheimer's Association uh on a, a couple topics related to Alzheimer's and dementia you know it's kind of interesting because until very recently the diagnostic tools the, the methods whatever whatever you might call them that were used Mm -hmm. um for you know determining whether somebody had dementia in, in a medical context were visual in nature and um now they have begun to realize that you know for people who have severe vision loss those rules don't really those you know tools don't help mm -hmm. and so we're going to hear about you know methods for diagnosing uh whether someone has the onset of dementia or alzheimer's and of course there's you know uh, uh, so much to be learned about caregiving um yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of us are going to have to be caregivers for people with dementia and you know it, it, it's important that people who have that condition know how to deal with it you know during those early years and it can be years that they deal with it yeah. and it's just as important that caregivers have information about how best to deal with their loved ones who have dementia so you know i think that um you know uh, uh, these will obviously be recorded and hopefully many of you who are not able to get to the convention will be able to hear because i think this is just a really important topic uh about which we have given relatively little um time during our community calls and hopefully this will lead to more uh a, a discussion of this topic i think that's great um you may remember back a couple of years ago and i think we repeated it once or twice i had a gentleman on who is visually impaired, who is was the uh, is the retired vice president of the New England ver chapter of uh, the Alzheimer's Foundation, mm -hmm. and we that. specifically dealt with dealing with it as a person who's blind or low vision. Mm -hmm. And I'm hoping to have him back on again in the early fall. And uh, so I think anything that. I, I think it is something that we do need something more than once a year on. It's a topic that's becoming more and more prevalent to, uh, uh relevant to so many of us. Yeah. Um, that I think it's, it, it, that's, I really am looking forward to your presentation on that one. Yeah. Um, do either one of you have any fundraisers or events coming up prior to convention? Just the plush guide dog 
I uh, want the German drawing. Shepherd. <laughs> oh, that's the one I'm bidding on, too. <laughs> I'm sure my wife would want the Yellow Lab if there is one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so there'll be instructions on how you can, you can, you know, call the office. Uh, and it'll be on our website, too, if you want to do it uh, that way. Or if you need help, you can call Lynn Merrill, the, our secretary at the office. So AVL, we have our ongoing um, fundraisers. You can still get a copy of our cookbook, which mm -hmm. sold a lot of copies last year. I have one sitting not more than five mm -hmm. feet from me, two volumes in Braille. Wow. And, yeah, and and um, and I'll tell you how to get it in a minute. And we still have our Terry Lynn fundraiser. You can still mm -hmm. get the goodies, the, the candies, the nuts, et cetera, from Terry Lynn. And um, you can go to our website, and there's links on avl-blind dash seniors that's plural dot org uh and both fundraisers have links on the website or you can contact our treasurer and i know i can't give her email out but um uh, for those of you who have contact with any of us at aavl you can contact me or anyone and we can get you the treasurer's email and she will work with you individually to expedite any thing you might want to do with respect to uh, participating in either of our fundraisers so right and that reminds me uh gty had our first annual um double feature fundraiser a uh, month or so ago at oscar eon award season uh so it was gourmet popcorn matching that up with audio described movies you know uh, to watch the movies ahead of time and see if your project projected uh, winners were possibly the films that won awards and we're going to continue to do that i think uh, uh from now it was just such a, a good time of year to match that event with so. well very good well let me thank you both uh for joining us this evening and everyone else who's been with us here in the zoom room and on acb media one and let's move on to i'm um, start we've decided to start something just a little fun at the end of each of our programs each friday night and that's what we're just calling it right now the fun feature and so get your braille writer out or slate and stylus or magic marker or whatever you're using your note taker because I'm going to give you a little assignment for next week, and the winner of it does get a prize. Hmm. All right. I want you to take the word visibilities. V-I-S-A-B-I-L-I-T-I-E-S. Just like disabilities, only with a V. And see how many words you can make out of that with a minimum number of five letters. There's way too many to do three-letter words, three- and four-letter words. And you cannot, 
let's say, like, for instance, the letter I is there are more than one of them in visibilities. That's fine. You can use each one of them, but you can't use any letter that there's only one of more than once, if that makes sense. Um, in other words, you could write the word, let's say, visas. V-I-S-A-S, because there are two S's. Uh, that kind of thing. And come back next Friday night and see just how many words people have come up with with at least five letters. And the, as I say, there will be a prize for the winner each week. Okay. So that should keep everybody kind of busy. You just like come up that. with your number of number of words. I get the Conundrum magazine from NLS every month. It's a British puzzle magazine. And ah. Every month they have that they have that exact thing. In do the they? <laughs> yes, they do. I had a teacher in grammar school who used to do it, and she I, I, the one I always remember is she did Constantinople. And we were like, what is it? And then that led into the history lesson. <laughs> um, but yes, we're not going to do that every week. Well, there's something different each week, but that's the one for this first week. All right. Is, is that one. Um, the other thing that I wanted to tell you, if folks, next week we're having um, Melanie and... Or having oh Larry Gassman. I knew there was somebody that I I should know off the top of my head. Larry Gassman telling us what's going on with diabetics in action these days. And the and the other set of warriors, the sugar warriors. And um Melanie is coming to talk to us primarily about Council of Citizens with Low Visions plans for the next couple of months. And Mo Carpenter will be talking to us about ACB's Next Generations auction. And we've got a few other surprises in, in store for next uh, Friday. And with that, I think we will be wishing you all a happy and a safe week. And I'm actually, Larry will never believe it, I'm actually five minutes ahead of time. I read my, my clock wrong. Um. But I, and so we do have time for Roberta had another question. She, oh, maybe she remembered her question. Roberta, go right ahead and ask. I it remembered right now. my question. It had <laughs> to do with resolutions committee and when will the committee be meeting and how can someone participate? Yeah. So, uh, that's something I can't answer. Uh, the deadline to submit them is the 20th. Um, and if you need help, just get in touch with somebody on the committee, like the chair, Gabe Griffith, or myself, or there's other other people. Um, so, and in terms, we will be getting out information once uh, Gabe and President Deb, who is the co-chair, they'll they'll you know begin to get the hearing dates put together. We will publish the hearing dates. We will publish the name, the the uh, resolutions that will be heard on those dates. So people, if they submit them, will be able to be there for their the resolution. Um, and other people will certainly anyone who um, 
who gets on the, with the Zoom with the committee, it can is certainly eligible to have their input heard by the committee during our uh, debate and determination as to how we're going to change the resolution if we do. So. And Great, Agnes, I see this. Thanks, Roberta. And Agnes, I see you've got your hand up. Yes. Hi. Hi. I have a question about the contest. Did you say we can only use uh, each letter one time? You can. Yes. Essentially. In other words, you couldn't write Viva because there's only one V. Right. Okay. I get that. But the I that there's three I's. Yeah. Yes. There are multiple I's. So you could use them. Okay, I get it now. I just want to okay. listen. Yeah. I, you know, as, as you begin to age, some of this kind of goes past you <laughs> just a little bit. Just well, I little. thought it was a good brain teaser for our ages, for our for our brains. Yes, and we at have our a, ages. We have a tenant association here, and sometimes we have events where we'll look for games, and um, maybe this will be one I'll suggest at some point and see how my peers here do they probably won't let me want to let me play though because when we had halloween we had to make words out of it and i had like 30 some words and i won the prize <laughs> very good congratulations thank we'll you see who wins next week maybe you'll be a two-time winner yeah. once again thank you all very much for being with me this evening and we will see you next friday night to talk about Council of Citizens with Low Vision, Next Generation, and Diabetics in Action. And the following week, we're going to have our third annual Birding with Jerry Barrier. Our bird birding show will be on the 28th. Thank you again, and have a great night and a great week ahead.